Hello, friends. My name is Dane Miller. And I'm Niles Bain. And we're your fuck buddies. We're a dating and sex advice show where we take your sticky, sexy situations and turn them into sexy, sticky situations. Simply put, we are a sex dating advice podcast where we find questions either online, roaming the wild, or get them sent in by wonderful listeners such as yourself. And we answer them on the topics of sex and dating. There it is. Waiting for that one. (laughs) Should we just do the spice, the spiciest issue today? Let's do the spiciest issue today. All right. Pick a number between one and four. Uh, Unless you got something to say, Dane. I don't have anything to say. I mean, I think this is the first episode of Pride Month, I believe. Fuck yeah. So, uh, happy Pride. It is, you know, we are always allies and we always celebrate our queer LGBT plus community. But uh, this is the, the month where we... Where we actually acknowledge and, and take a little extra time out of our days to be like, we love you. We care about mm. you. We protect you. We're on your side. So pick a number two, one, and four, Dane. Three. A happy pride, everybody else. Three. Let's do it. This is I Need Therapy, bruh. Boyfriend, 21-year-old male of one month, asked me, 19-year-old female, to marry him or else he'll have to leave the country. Hi, my boyfriend, 21 male, and I, 19 female, have been together for less than a month. We met in university, and he just graduated, but he's not from the U.S. His student visa expires in July, and if he doesn't get his OPT, temporary employment visa, and job by July, he'll have to go back to his country. I don't know what happened, but he still didn't get his papers for some reason. We were discussing this issue yesterday, and suddenly he asked me, if I don't get my OPT, would you be willing to sign some papers? I mean, he knew what that meant. I thought he was joking at first, but he was serious. Now, he told me he assumed I'd be totally down to sign these papers, but I obviously would not be. Now I'm confused on how to move forward. Initially, I considered marrying him, but then I realized it's completely crazier. And even crazier, he assumed I'd be ready to do it. No questions asked. Then what advice I'm looking for, if you guys can provide some insight into how you view the situation, would be very helpful. I'm very lost and confused about how I feel. If it wasn't something as potentially legally and like financially devastating as marriage... Then, like, you know, you could do it. Yeah, I'll do you a favor, whatever. But one, you've only known the dude for a month. Well, I guess you probably have known him for a little longer. But, like, getting a marriage annulled and or divorced or whatever, like, nullified is expensive. That Mm -hmm. shit costs money. And if this guy turns out to be a fucking asshole, he could also take half of your assets. Yeah. And also, that's assuming he even, like you know, wants to get it annulled then once it's happened. You know what I mean? Like people could be shitty and not go along with this, meaning more time, more effort, more headache. That's not good. And I think you're also putting yourself in legal liability if you have like a a false marriage. You know what I mean? Yes, that is a crime, I believe, is like to like that is fraud, if I'm not mistaken. So like, yes, even further legal troubles of like ice knocking on your door and being like, hello, you're harboring, you know, an illegal immigrant and you are also like you know responsible for fraudulent paperwork yeah like i don't know the ins and outs but i'm pretty sure i've seen you know tv episodes with similar plots and they have to like have x amount of pictures together and like a paper trail and proof that they like had a significant and like real relationship before the marriage was kind of like a thing well 
even if I've I have friends who have married like Canadians who have married Americans, mm-hmm. and the the process that it it's not super simple. Also, if you're not living together, it doesn't matter if you're married. They will call that out right away. You need to be like living together. They will ask you questions of like, hey, what color is your partner's toothbrush? Like, how many shirts does he have in the closet? Like stupid oh, man, bullshit I like that. Answer either of those. I don't think it's that specific, <laughs> but like the toothbrush one is like, that is a very common question to prove that like you aren't just doing it for a green card. And like a bunch of things to prove that you guys live together, you've spent time together, the marriage is official, the marriage is, you know, real. There is like a a screening process that people will come in and do. And I can only imagine if they did that here in Canada, that it would be far more stringent. Is that the word I'm looking for? Far more Uh, scrutinizing? Far far more scrutiny, I think is the word I was looking for, Mm -hmm. on the the marriage in the States, considering their position on immigration. Either way, I think we all got to just say, don't do this, right? Like the only, I guess, benefit to you is like you help someone out, but like it's not your place to have to do that. And like if you for some reason felt an overwhelming burning urge to do so, we wouldn't be having this question sent in, you know, so just don't do it. And it sucks. But even you know what? I'd even have slightly more sympathy for the person if they were like, look, I realize I'm asking you something kind mm-hmm. of insane but they were like well i will tell you to 100 do it that feels manipulative to me that feels like he's trying to downplay your reaction to it by being like wait really you know and that itself is so shitty and a red flag that i don't think he's going to be great through the rest of the process i think the bare fucking minimum he could have done here is be like i acknowledge that this is a very very heavy ask of me yeah, one hundred percent. I think this is uh, a big ask. I th- I think it puts you in a lot of risk. I think it puts you in a position where, like the the return for you, and I know this is supposed to be like an altruistic decision, but like the there's really no upside for you, other than you get to keep your one month boyfriend in the country. Whereas yeah. like the the con list is. Sort of like a, in in a cartoon, you know, when they open up a scroll and it yeah, like it hits the ground going. and rolls across the table, and then it rolls to the floor and it keeps going out the door. Mm-hmm. Like that is the con list for all the potential things that could go wrong for you. And I think that like we need to get into a place where we don't feel like we're the bad guy if we don't do everything everyone says, and mm-hmm. realize and be like, oh hey, th- this is a really 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 bad decision for me. So mm-hmm. I'm really sorry. As much as I'd like to help you out. Like maybe you can look into immigration lawyers because if yeah. paper, if he's supposed to be getting paperwork, like because they said something about working paperwork or like work visas and stuff, yeah. and it's like, oh, it hasn't come in. It's like, well, did he look for a job? Did he get a job and that paperwork yeah. didn't come in, or did he just not look for a job and was banking on the idea of? Because like, if that's the case, if he had a certain amount of time to get a job or whatever in order to get his visa and he didn't do it, then sorry, that's not your problem. Yeah, but and also there, it's an indication on how fucking much effort he's going to put into getting your marriage annulled in the future. Right. And like it also shows how little he wants to actually stay in the country. Yeah. Right? Like if it's something as simple as getting a job, and I know there can be challenges with getting a job, especially as, you know, uh, an immigrant in the country. I get it. Um, but if if there was really no effort made to get a job, but like I said, if he did get a job and that paperwork is – sort of like in limbo, I'm sure there are a ton of different agencies that you can reach out to and be like, hey, here's the situation. What are our options? 
And maybe that is how you can help is by going and reaching out to some like immigration uh, agencies that have uh, most of them, I feel like are pretty like either affordable or free resources mm-hmm. um, and, and seeing if there's anything you could do that way. But yeah. I think putting your entire financial stability and future, as well as like, you know, your, your criminal record on the table for someone you've known for a month, not worth it. Mm-hmm. Also, like he knows he has X amount of time left. You didn't when you guys start dating. So it's like part of me is a little suspicious of that even too, right? But anyway, yeah. I don't know. It's all bad. And no, just don't do it. It's not your burden to bear. I'm sure there are like if he's from university or like if he was here on a student visa, I'm sure they have like an international office or something who can advise him. As Dane mentioned, there are immigration lawyers. There are a lot of avenues and you dating for a month and then throwing away your life and possibly getting a criminal record, etc. Not worth it. Not the way to yeah. go. Once right. ICE was established, a lot of advocacy advocacy groups popped up. Uh, to assist in this kind of stuff. So there are options. Um, This is from Wheelie Birds. Advice on if it's gross to throw up while giving head? I'm a woman who loves giving head, and my partner is on the larger slash longer side. I want a deep throat, but if I have food or liquid in my stomach, I gag so bad, and once or twice I've thrown up around his dick. Is it gross that I'm able to contain and swallow it back down? He was impressed that I did, but I literally didn't know what else to do, as it would have been messy and more gross to not keep it contained. It was just liquid, but still. Is it gross to swallow it back? Again, I enjoy pushing myself, but this gagging is bugging me. Uh, is it gross to swallow it? I don't think so, and the alternative is to just let it go, because then that's a bunch of cleanup and whatnot. Is it gross that you're throwing up in general? I think that's going to be a partner-to-partner thing. I could say personally I would not enjoy that because your comfort would be high in my mind. And also I don't want someone to puke on my dick, you know? That's also, the thing. It's like, stomach acid can burn, so it's like the wrong puke that's a sore dick. Yeah, it's. I think that would be my first and foremost thing. Is I think I would have a very, very hard time uh, remaining aroused after someone had just thrown up on my dick out of just sheer concern. And mm-hmm. like I throwing up is never a fun experience for anyone. No. I mean, again, I'm sure there's someone out there that likes it, <laughs> but for the most part, it is such a sort of like just outright garbage feeling. And last thing I want to do is be like, okay, cool. Your throat's all fucked up. Now I'm going to continue to fuck it. Um, so I think, I think let's not say it's partner to partner. I'm sure there are some people who like, you know, I know there is a ton of porn that, you know, has people throwing up during oral sex and stuff like that. So there's a market for it. There's people out there who like it. But um, I think what it really comes down to is knowing your limit. If you don't like gagging, but enjoy pushing yourself, then just figure out what your limits are. And yeah, there's probably a fucking sweet spot in between those two. Yeah. And like, there are ways to simulate that sort of like deep throat feeling. Uh, We've talked about it before. One, just making hands on lips. Yeah. Putting your, putting your, your, you know, your mouth as far down as you can, but then have your hand wrapped around. And then once you reach your limit of how far you can go, continue to move your hand down even further. And that gives a a very close uh, simulation of, you know, finishing the movement. Things also like one of the nice things about deep throat is like sort of the the sounds that go along with it. So just be a little more sloppy 
and and be a little more vocal with your your blowjobs. And I think that will also give the same sort of like sexual satisfaction of having like a sloppy deep throat blowjob. Mm-hmm. I'm unsure as to whether this person is chill with puking or not. Cause they're kind of just like, is it hot or not? Like it, it's doesn't, I'm, I don't know whether they want to stop or, or not. And I think like, if you want to stop, then just don't do it. And if you don't want to necessarily stop, then talk to your partner and be like, Hey, mm-hmm. when this happens, does it gross you out? Like, I think it's pretty cut and dry there. Where it's like, if you don't enjoy this, then that should be where it ends. It shouldn't be yeah. like a, Oh, but is it hot or not? It's like, don't put yourself through what is not good for you in general and not enjoyable, presumably. Um, if you don't mind it and your only concern is that you would turn off your partner and then talk to them. But like, you know, I don't think we can blanket statement, say yes or no. I would probably imagine in the majority of cases, it would be a no. Yeah. I think this is 100% one of those things of being like, hi, here's a situation. I really like deep throating and I really like, you know, pushing myself, but you are larger, which, Hey, great compliment to hear. I'm sure he will. No one's going to be sad. Um, and just be like, if I try too hard, I will throw up. And if that's something that you're not cool with, I will scale it back. But as Nell said, if it's something you're not cool with, then don't even put it on the table. Just be like, yeah. hey, I really want to deep throat you, but unfortunately, you know, my gag reflex is killing me. So, you know, I will do my best. And I think any again, reasonable partner would be like, this is fine. Mm-hmm. And you also have the beautiful situation of being like, oh, you're too big or whatever. And it's like, oh, no, a nice compliment. Like mm-hmm. it, it softens the blow of the conversation again, unless they suck. And if they suck, then you shouldn't be deep throwing them anyway. Exactly. So yeah, have the chat and look after yourself. All right, Dane, pick a number two, one, and three. 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 Okay. Buckle in. This one's going to go. Before begin, my 25, you know, I'm just going to, well, okay. My 25 year old female best friend, 25 year old male is friends with benefits with my mom. Their relationship is making me jealous. Okay. Hold on. Give me, give me the, the genders again okay 25 year old female best friend is 25 year old male okay the female's mom is friends with benefits with the 25 year old male okay thank you no worries my bff jay and i have been inseparable since 10th grade he's the funniest most caring charming person i've ever met in my life tried to date for a while but he flat out told me he did not want to cheat on me or ruin the friendship we had because he was not ready for monogamous relationship at the time i was hurt but two days after he dumped me we became even closer he put more effort into our friendship than he had into our relationship. He invited me to everything he went to as Texan called me every day for the past 10 years and been loyal no matter what, if I'm right or wrong. He has had my back in every situation I can think of. Without a doubt, he's the perfect friend. Mom had me when she was 14. She was stereotypical, had sex first time I got pregnant. Dad isn't involved, went to the military and permanently moved to Asia. Despite being a teenage mom, we are very much middle class. She had her own home at 20, owns her own business as an accountant. And because she had me at 14, she's still very much in her youth and is not even 40 yet. My mom is very beautiful, constantly gets male attention when we go out, and has no problem getting a man. She recently got a BBL, which I guess is Brazilian butt lift, and breast implants, and now she looks like an Instagram model. Why she hasn't remarried, I have no clue. Now Jay and my mom are also close. He does man stuff around the mom, my mom house, and basically that is his second home. My mom has helped Jay as a business partner of two of his businesses, and generally plays a big role in all the important decisions in his life. Jay works event promoter and interior house designer. Now Jay is an extreme extrovert, I swear on those 5,000 people. Uh, knows ev- people everywhere we go. Blah, 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 blah. He has only had one serious girlfriend in his life. Ended one year after dating when he was 22. All my girlfriends try to hook up with him. But he politely rejects them because he does not want to break the bro code with me and my friends. 
Well, eight months ago, my mom asked how I feel about her and Jay being friends with benefits. She told me her and Jay hooked up and it was the best time she'd had in their life. Jay told me as well the next day because he didn't want to have this big of a secret withheld from me. They both explained they were purely friends with benefits. This works because they know each other and are completely transparent with their intentions. Not going to lie, I was hurt because Jay refused to be friends with benefits with me at least 20 times. However, Jay and my mom are the closest people I have in my life, so I'm not going to do anything drastic like go no contact, especially because they haven't personally done anything wrong. Issue. Friends of benefits situation seems more like a committed relationship than just hooking up. Jay has disabled and removed himself from all dating apps and been exclusively dating and seducing my mom. They go to dinner two nights a week, took a vacation together to Vela Luca, and recently just attended a domination workshop. Like, what the fuck? My mom has always been a feminine woman, but her femininity has gone from 50 to 100. Sundresses, dolled up every day of the week, new perfume, and caters to Jay like his wife. Compliments of every chance she gets, can't keep her hands off them. Hugs, kisses, affectionate. They're happy, and honestly, I am envious. They've gone out of their way to keep their relationship with me the same, if not better. I've not been treated badly or neglected at all, but I'm extremely bitter and jealous. Help me. What can be done to fix my resentment towards them? I feel like Jay broke the bro code for hooking up with my mom. Furthermore, I feel like my mom broke the mom code for hooking up with my best friend. I have been to therapy about this, and it has not helped. Oh, boy. That's a lot. It's like this is one of those questions that I have a lot of feelings about. Because one, yes, I think from his point of view, is sleeping with your best friend's mom a bad idea? Yeah, I would say mm-hmm. so. From the mom's point of view, is sleeping with your daughter's best friend a bad idea? Yeah, I would say so. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you can't really help who you kind of like fall for. And it seems like these two are a pretty good fit. Like they seem like they like they mesh really well they're doing real cool shit i mean like they're doing stuff that like that i think most couples don't do well so it's it's tough for me because like i do want these people to be happy because i i'm now invested in this but i understand where the question asker is coming from about feeling shitty about this so like i'm i'm really really torn because i can feel mm-hmm. like you know like i can say yes absolutely like, what they did really sucks to do to someone that you care about and you're supposed to like take care of because like it does, it is a bit of a a breach of trust, but at the same time, I'm also like, yeah, but they didn't keep it from you. They told you almost immediately. They were upfront and honest about it. And you kind of like, I feel like had your chance Mm. to be like, Hey, I'm not cool with this. And actually I think it's really, really shitty that you did this to me and actually hash it out and see where they have gone from there. Because if, if you had that conversation, maybe they would have been like, hey, you're right. We're sorry. We didn't mean to hurt you. We'll break off. Yeah. I, I feel like definitely it would be a different question if it was like, I'm, you know, a 37-year-old woman and I've been seeing this 25-year-old guy and we're having the best time. Like, that would be a situation we'd be like, yeah, fucking if you guys are getting on well, treating each other right and like everyone's consenting adults and you're having fun whatever i will say i'm a little concerned about the fact that she has been helping him with his businesses as well i feel like that's also adding to the the difficulty pile not only is it a fucking best the best friend or the mom of your best friend it's also like your business partner or helper that's your accountant that's worrying but whatever now as whether or not the age gap is is a good or bad thing or the fact that she presumably has a lot more power in this relationship considering her age and experience and influence in his life and all that shit whether that's negative i guess that's not the question 
the question is, you know, what does this person do? And I think you nailed it on the head where it's like, unfortunately, in a situation like this, when people come to you and I, I got to applaud their openness and communication, even with the friend being like, you know what, I don't actually want to date you because right now I'm not going to be able to be monogam- monogamous and like, I'll hurt you and I don't want that to happen. It's like, yeah, maybe not the nicest thing to hear, but like better than not doing that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So it's like, yeah, is it a bit harsh and maybe it's shitty that he's in that position? Sure. But like the fact that he came out and said it and did it and was a good friend, like I appreciate that it seems like this person has good communication and is honest. I do find it confusing that he's like, bro code, can't hook up with anyone who knows you. However, <laughs> hey, mom. Yeah. Um, Which well, makes I, me feel like that, like there is an actual genuine spark between these two. You know what I mean? And that's why, like, I that's why I'm so torn about all this. Well, I think the issue you you raised a good point. When they came to you, that was your your chance to kind of like nip it in the bud. Which I also understand maybe what you didn't because I think it's a lot to take in, and no one wants to be that shitty person who's like now and then like seeing it in reality can. You know, it really hammers at home and then you start to actually feel how you're going to feel about it. So I think there's also something to think about is you said, oh, we tried to date, didn't work out fine. But then you said you tried to be friends with benefits with him for 20 times, Mm -hmm. which makes me believe that, like, despite the fact that he said he didn't want a relationship with you, you have hung on to the hopes that maybe at some point in time he would. which is an unfair expectation to have of someone when they have made it clear that they don't want to. And after 10 years, I feel like if he was going to pursue you, he would have pursued you. Mm -hmm. Especially after you asking 20 times to fuck and him being like, no, like it it seems like you didn't take the hint and mm -hmm. are now upset that he's pursuing someone. Yes. it's, It's an added burn that it's your mom. I get it. I I do. Like, you know, I understand. But like, would you, I I wonder how much of this would still feel like how much, or or if you would still feel this way, regardless of who it was, you know what I mean? Like, would you still feel jealous and bitter if he just met someone else and started dating someone? Because I get the, I get the sense that you probably would. Yeah. Friends with benefits at least 20 times is what she's saying, which is, a crazy amount to ask somebody and if it had been a guy asking a woman we would be like dude you're a piece of shit like that would be abuse Mm. almost you know what i mean like um it's funny i kind of like glossed over that a bit um but you make a great point it's like that's an insane amount like even once or twice i would say even twice after the relationship didn't work out that's more than enough yeah like like, after after like 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 shifts and changes, right? Like maybe there was like, maybe he had a big breakup. You had a big breakup, two relationships. And maybe there was one of those nights where you guys were drinking. And you're like, should we? Yeah. You kind of met like, eyes and you're like, hmm. you know, like I get that. I understand like 10 years is a long time. So I understand yeah. that like, you know, if, if it came up once or twice and you, you know, maybe thought things, situations had changed. Sure. But 20 times again, like we're talking on average twice a year, you yeah. were like, Hey, should we fuck? And he was like, no, and yeah, then like you every know six months just like oh, okay no that's a, that's a lot yeah so i think step one is you need to get over jay because you don't even like specifically say that you're into him at any point here in fact you kind of very heavily be like he's a good friend at the start but i think it's pretty clear you're into him mm-hmm. you know well, and if like, you're trying to fuck him 
well, for yeah, 20 times. Yeah. Yeah. And you say he's the closest person in your life. And it's like, okay, is he though? Because if you have these feelings that you're not getting past, it's unfair to him. It's shitty to you. And it's like, I don't know if you can really be proper friends with him if you still have this like ulterior motive. Yeah. You know? I think what you need to do is have the conversation that you probably should have had when this first broke and just be honest with them. Just like sit them both down and be like, Hey, so I'm really struggling with this. You guys, you, you know, you are both two very important people in my life. You're my best friend and you're my mom. And to have you guys sort of not think that that would be a big deal really stings and, and like have a conversation with them because hearing it from them, if they're both just like, we understand that and we knew it, but like we get along really well, blah, 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 whatever their reasoning is as to why they, because both of them seem to clock that this might not be the best idea, mm-hmm. but still decided to do it anyway. So there might be like, there might be that moment of them just being like, we're really into each other. And the sincerity of that moment might be enough for you to be like, okay, I actually care enough about you guys that if you're happy, then I'm happy. Yeah. And that doesn't mean you can't step like set up boundaries, right? Because it's like, you mentioned, you know, caters to Jay like a wife, compliments every chance, can't, can't keep her hands off him. You know, if you guys are hanging out and she's coming in and like stroking him and like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I feel like even like if you were hanging out with two people that weren't your mom and your best friend, it would be kind of weird if like someone was coming in and being like overly sexual and like whatever when you guys are just trying to hang out. So maybe even like setting kind of boundaries and like, give me a heads up if you guys are like fucking or, or something so that like you don't come home and you're not like having it thrown in your face the whole time. So I think like all three, all three ways are good, right? Well, all three things need to happen, which is one, you need to confront your feelings about Jay because clearly they're there and you need to get over it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because he has made it clear at least 20 times that he doesn't want anything to happen. And the fact that it's gone even past two is insanity. And you need to address that and get over it, which you clearly haven't done. Step two, talk to your talk to them. Again, tell them that you're having difficulty with this. And maybe, as Dane said, there'll be a moment of sincerity and you'll find out that they actually do care about each other in one way or another. And that'll help you move past it because I'm sure you love them both. Or maybe they'll be like, you know what? Yeah, we kind of figured. And honestly, it's a fling, but it's not worth upsetting you. And maybe right. that'll be it for them. Right. And three, boundaries. You know, if this is to continue, that doesn't mean it has to continue unchecked, right? What those boundaries are, are between the three of you. But like, I think it's not much to ask for that your mom doesn't come in and just start like groping him in front of you. Because I wouldn't want to see my mom do that to anyone, let alone my best friend. Yeah. Um, Or like, again, even if I was hanging out with you and like your girlfriend was just like fucking all over you, it'd be weird for everyone in the room. Yeah, 100%. I think that's it. Face your fucking unrequited love, chat to them honestly, openly, and set boundaries. You know? And I will say, once again, jealousy is a normal thing. We feel it, everyone feels it, but it's very easy to rationalize if you take a couple seconds to not feel sorry for yourself and think about things rationally and logically. So stop for a second and be like, hey, am I allowed to be jealous that Jay is with someone? And then you can stop and be like, no. We gave it a try. He said he didn't want to. I've shot my shot way too many times, and he's rejected me every time. So he's made it very clear that we aren't going to happen. He should be allowed to pursue people. And then you yeah. need to be like, am I am I allowed to be jealous that it's my mom? 
Yeah, I think so. I think mm-hmm. I think a little bit of jealousy in that category is 100% justified. I get it, you know? And that is and that's where you kind of need to like have the conversation and and like, you know, address it with both of them. And then I think you need to be like is what they're doing enough for me to consider that they're doing it maliciously and no longer have, you know, my best interests at heart. And that's something that I think will come out of the conversation. If they're just like actually we don't care. Like, we don't care what you think. It doesn't matter that you're upset. Uh, we're getting our fuck on, and it's great. Mm. And that means more to us than how you feel. And maybe yeah. that's enough for you to be like, all right, well, then you guys have kind of shown your true colors and have chosen, you know, a, 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 a sexual relationship over me where I think you do have some grounds to be upset about. You know, they had that chat with you, and they are like, is this okay? And you said yes. I don't think that has to be set in stone for the rest of your life, especially and like the sooner you revisit that topic, the better. If now that you've seen it and now that you're dealing with it, it isn't okay. You could also just say that be like, look, I said it was okay. I wasn't really thinking or like I thought it'd be okay. But honestly, this is super weird. If that's where you need to go. And I think you need to deal with your feelings for Jay first and make sure you're not just doing this out of like pettiness or whatever that's also valid just because you said yes doesn't mean you can't rescind that yes you know what i mean well that's this is a an overreaching problem in every relationship ever where people think that because they've agreed to something or because they've said they like something or because they've you know whatever like relationships are are dynamic because we are dynamic we as human beings are not static we're not the same we don't choose one thing and then never stray from it we change we grow things, you know, our situations change. So like to, and this is like in every relationship, in every regard of being like, okay, I used to really like X and now I'm not really into it anymore. Mm -hmm. That's fine. You're like, if you used to love, you know, deep throating and puking on someone's dick (laughs) and are no longer feeling that, you know, two years later, you're allowed Mm -hmm. to be like, Hey, I'm kind of like, this is out of my system now. It's not really something I want to do anymore. Yeah. Um, and it's like, you're allowed to do that. You're allowed to change your diameter, your parameters, and you're allowed to change your, <laughs> you watch. can change your diameters. I mean, you can, yeah, if you want, for sure. you know, go for it, go in a calorie deficit or go in a calorie, uh, abundance. Excess. That's my, yeah. <laughs> that's what I've been doing for the past two and a half years. My life. Um, so like, yeah, you, you can change. And this is something that goes across all all relationships, friendships, sexual relationships, romantic relationships, just because you said something at some point in time mm-hmm. doesn't mean, as long as you're not like changing your mind every fucking three minutes yeah, and it's like, getting impossible for your partner to sort of like, you know, figure out what you're about, but like, mm-hmm. or changing your mind and not telling them and getting upset about it. You exactly. Know? It's, it's important to know. So it's like, yes, as Nell said, it is, it's totally fair to be like, look, before I was really in it, I wanted you guys to be happy. It was something that was important to me and I chose to say I was cool with it. But now that I'm now that I'm in it and now that it's like real and it's affecting me, I don't think I'm comfortable with it anymore. And again, it is up to them and you to sort of figure out what that means and how you move forward for it. And that's something we can't guess or predict or tell you how it's going to go because we don't know. But, you know, that's that's the nature of human relationships. Okay, here's one, because let me tell you, I I thought about this pretty much all week since I found it. Um, This is from Sailor Poots. Guy asked me to rate his dick. He said, on a not measurable scale, how big would you say it is? What the fuck? How do I answer this? He doesn't want me to compare it to an object, but I've got to be descriptive. Who asks this? 
<laughs> oh man, I I feel like you have to be. It's it's like when you're writing and you write different characters, and like they obviously experience the world through their experiences. If that makes any sense. So like the assassin in a room will be like they'll note the exits and the egress and the fucking one guy with a bulge under his jacket, like possibly a weapon. Whereas like the architect in the room will notice the arches and. You know, blah, blah, blah. The crown molding, yeah. Exactly. So what do you do that's specific? Like, for me, I'm, like, looking down, I'm glancing, I'm glancing at it, I'm like, it's like a table of eight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not a table of 20. I'm not going to puke in my mouth, but... It's, Damn, it's you know what? A, it's not too top. This boggles my mind, like, all week, just being like, okay, he doesn't want a measurable scale, and he doesn't want to compare it to an object. But, like, you, you've done it. You did do it. Nailed it. Like it it's, yeah, it's you know, this is a this is a chip with with five cocktails on it. Exactly. Boom. There you go. Which is like not like like it's not five beers, right? Which is an even more like a deeper kind of like layer to it, right? It's not just oh yeah. five versus five. Cocktails are hard to make them beers, right? It's a longer chit technically. Yeah. It's not yeah, it's it's I like if it was a small dick, I'd say, Oh, it's a vodka soda. <laughs> there you go, boom. Right? If it was, yeah. and if it was like you know, if it was a, if it was like just an absolute, just slam, slam down, you know, hit the ground, leave a mark, donger. <laughs> Damn. Okay. I would. That's be I would. The episode say, title. <laughs> <laughs> I would say. I would say. Oh, I. You know, it's it's fucking like it's it's ten shaken cocktails with mods. Yeah. Exactly. The mods at, at at least two inches. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think you get more points if it's an even more vague profession. Because the thing is, like, bartenders and servers hear what we say and they have a fair idea. It's not, it's not really that specific because a table of eight will vary person to person, you know? Cocktails will vary depending on the bar. But you have an idea. And I think even as another bartender server, you have an idea. And that's, I think, what this guy's looking for for some fucking reason, <laughs> mind you. I, I love how we still haven't talked about that. What are you doing, bud? This I is, hope it was like a funny, weird, like jokey, like we're chill together, like just a weirdo, but fun moment and not like a serious, I'm a fucking lunatic, you know? What a, what a crazy thought experiment this man came up with. He, yeah. he both wanted a sexy, a sexy conversation starter, but at the same time really wanted to make you think. Yeah. And he did, you know what I mean? He did a great job. It's also funny because I was going to segue into like a like pathfinder like medium large gargantuan kind of mm. thing but i felt like the serving analogy worked better yeah because you'd be like oh it's a kobold you know <laughs> it's small but it's very crafty it's small you know? but it's got a necklace full of fireballs <laughs> um i would say like you know if someone was like oh it's a goblin i'd be like fuck you've, you've cut me deep brenda yeah but like it's classic yeah like, there's a lot of it. It's usually where everyone starts. It's yeah. It. Uh, what would a? What would, I want to crush it forty times until I get to level two. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna spend a, a good amount of time with it, but I will quickly surpass it. Yeah. All right. Are we ready for one more? Yeah. This is by Apprehensive Bag Five Four Zero Six. I'm not my boyfriend's ideal type, and I get frustrated whenever I see a woman that's clearly his type walk by. For about six months, I've been dating a man whose ideal type is women who are well put together and give great importance to their appearance. 
I'm very far from fulfilling that criteria, and yet after hooking up a few times, he confesses his love to me and insists we give dating a shot. I'm not that attracted to him, but I decide to give him a chance. A few months down the line, I find myself feeling sick to my core every time a well-groomed woman would walk by, and a feeling of inferiority would wash over me. Now, I'm pretty sure that feeling doesn't stand for me being afraid of him leaving me for a woman that's more his type. I'm not particularly fond of him, yet why do I feel inferior to women he'd be more attracted to? I know the relationship essentially doesn't make sense, but I want to understand why I'm feeling the way I do. Uh, I'm going to assume it's because you're a piece of shit. <laughs> Excuse my language, but you sound terrible. It's not am great. I, am I, do I, am I overreaching here? Am I, am I overreacting here to start dating someone? Be, because like, oh, they showed me a little bit of attention. I don't really like them. I'm not super fond of them. Couldn't care less about them. Yeah, that's not great. I was going to say it's massive insecurity because why would you date someone you don't like probably because you're terrified you can't do any better or like you just need that validation. And it's like, oh yeah, your character trait is being cripplingly insecure. Of course you're going to feel insecure when women walk by you. How is that surprising? Because that's your whole bag. But honestly, I don't even think it's insecurity. I think it's like cruelty. I I think like, I mean, like, I'm sure there is a little bit of insecurity in there because like they usually go hand in hand. Like people who are usually really mean are also very usually insecure. But like, I think this is just like straight up like cruel in the sense of like, oh, I don't like this person. But I also, you know, I also don't like people that I think he likes. Yeah. Like it's there's just so much negativity and so much like hate and malice and vitriol. Like I it just like you just sound so miserable. And I try to keep it positive. I try to like look on the bright side of things. I'm usually on the side of like, well, I get it, but like I just don't get it here. If you don't want to be with someone, don't be with them. Like you're wasting this poor dude's time and then also I guess making yourself feel like shit and shooting dirty glances at women who've done literally nothing. Other than, you know, like, there's no talk about him turning his head and watching these women. There's no talk about, like, why you think that's his type, despite the fact that he's with you. Yeah. And also, like, let's be fair, I doubt this person isn't also taking it out on him. Yeah, it's just, it's so, ugh, I don't like it. And I don't like you. I think you need no. to do a lot of work on yourself. It's definitely not good. How about, like, don't fucking date someone you don't want to date. Don't just, like that's not fair on them. Straight up. It's not good you, for you. If you don't find someone attractive and then also consider yourself not fond of them, don't yes. be with them. That is and so you rude. Do? Yeah. Like that's awful. And then on top of that, it's like, ugh, yeah, you basically said it all. It's like get your shit together. Break up with this poor person kindly and work on yourself and delve into your insecurity issues and stop shooting glances at people and making that their problem and his problem. I don't know. This is, I, I imagine is just crippling insecurity, which is why she's in this situation and why then this is like manifesting the way it did. But either way, it's not good and you need to get better. You know what? I think we actually have enough time for another cheeky one. Oh, Hit me. Quick one. Um, this is Tate Davis 2016. Is there Tate a polite- Davis? Tate. Tate Davis. Is there a polite yeah. way to ask someone if they want to hook up? I, 24-year-old male, am a virgin and would love to have sex with a woman someday. <laughs> Wouldn't we all? <laughs> I do want to end up in a long-term relationship. Yeah. I do want to end up in a long-term relationship at some point, but I would like to hook up with someone so I can lose my virginity. I consider myself a respectful person and someone who can take no for an answer. Is there a polite and respectful way to ask a woman if she wants to hook up that won't make me seem like a creep? 
My goal is to be direct and honest, while at the same time be cordial and respectful. Uh, there is, but like it doesn't work like I fear he thinks it does, which is you walk up to someone and go, Hi, would you like to hook up? Hello, my name is Tate Davis, and I would like to hook up with you. Would you be interested? Yes, I assume that's exactly what he's going to do, and that is not in any way it. Unless you are incredibly attractive. Even then, it's like I I knew a girl who was incredibly attractive and had just broken up with someone and wanted to to hook up and was in a bar full of like college people who were, you know, all just so horny. And some of them had been like making some like creepy remarks or like I tried to like hit on the girl I was dating at the bar. And she was like, oh, great. They're like down to fuck and went up was like, hey, do you guys want to fuck? And they were like, what's the catch? They all get so scared. They're like, this isn't how it goes. This isn't how it works. They all just kind of like left. And that's a girl going up to idiots. You know what I mean? I feel like a guy going up to girls. It's like, that's no, I don't think there's a way you can do it. Even if you're, and hey, Tate Davis, it's a pretty sexy name. I like it. Yeah. Unless Tate is short for like potato. (laughs) Oh, potato (laughs) Davis. But then that's disarming. That's cute. Damn it. Damn it. I think, I think potato Davis would actually be better. How, how about that? Just go up and be like, I'm Potato Davis. I'm Wink. And I think that'll get you there. Yeah. Hello, my name is Potato. Hello. Potato it's Davis. nice to meet you. <laughs> if you need me, just call for Potato. I'll be over there. Minding my own business. Just being a potato. Yeah. The good thing is, it's like there is a world between a long-term relationship and everything else. So it's like you don't just have the option of being like, can we hook up? Fuck, it didn't work. It's like you can get to know someone. You can kiss at a bar and then ask them if they like that's that's kind of it you go you find someone you establish rapport with them you go on a date with them you hang out with them all night at a bar or club or a pub or whatever you kiss them and then you ask them if they want to fucking go back to your place or their place that's pretty much it see i also kind of felt like this was more of a you know oh there are women i'm attracted to that i already know you know and i and i think there is like a way to do it but it's so hard for me to sit here and tell you how because it's so circumstantial, right? Like it, the amount of times that I've gone from very sort of like acquaintancy or loose friendship to sleeping with someone mm-hmm. through a couple flirty messages that I had no intention of going in that direction. But, you know, I saw my shot and I shot it mm-hmm. and, I, and I did it. There have been so many times where I've been on Instagram and someone will post a funny picture and I'll start talking to them. And within like a couple texts, I, you know, I get kind of flirty vibes and I'd be like, I, I throw out, you know, some sexy banter and it's yeah, reciprocated and, and then it's like it seriously, right? It's like yeah. there's a difference between like you make a joke, so it makes a joke and it's like ha 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 or like you make a joke and they're like, but really? And you're like, well, yes. Right. And that's it. And like, you know, like uh, and again, unfortunately, unlike what most pickup artist communities would have you believe, there is no exact science to it. There's not these five words you say or this, is, you know, it, it is so loosey goosey. That's Which why I'm so sucks. nervous to say that because I don't want to encourage people to just spam Instagram stories of, of women thinking no, that like, but these oh, are this strangers, is how to do it. Right? For you, no, I, know. I'm, most, I'm, yeah. no I, absolutely not. Um, but I'm just saying it's like I don't want people to think that's what I'm suggesting as an option. I'm saying yeah. that like there is ways to initiate sort of sexy suggestions outside of like meeting people on online dating or like meeting people at a bar or like that kind of stuff. Like, and there is ways of being like, like, should we just do this? Should we, should we just do it? I would say that 
for a first timer, it's probably best to do it the other way. Um, or again, like as Dane says, if there is someone, if you guys are vibing, like there's no harm in lightly, you know, prodding. And, and again, it's not just you want to fuck. Like you can make a, a slightly sexually charged joke or like a sexually charged emoji. And like if they respond, like, you know, the more kind of reinforcement you get, the more you can take it a little bit further. And it's like they'll either like lol, okay, and like back off and then you don't pursue and be weird or they will match your level and your energy or escalate it. And then it's like, yeah, that's pretty good. You know, and once you're not weird and once you can take no for an answer, like you seem to think you can. Uh, then it's fine. But unfortunately, it is one of those things you just got to feel out. But like, I wouldn't cold ask is basically the advice here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't think the. I really hope that's not your plan is that you think that you mm-hmm. can just be like, hello, I would like to sleep with you. Are you interested? And look, yeah. I, I promise you that that has worked for someone at some point in time. Absolutely. I don't think that's the way to go about it. I do no. think that there is you you need to take your time and like the the short version of us being like, ha, you know, you can't walk up and be like, you want to fuck that can happen over a much shorter period of time than, you know, a whole courting process. Like you can get that done in like a text exchange. Sure. But it's not that cut and dried. And it really is a matter of like feeling out the person and and how you know them and how your relationship already is. And like, is it an online dating thing? Is it a, you know, you went to, you worked with them for a while. Now you don't work with them anymore, but like, you still kind of like send each other funny memes. Like there's so many things that like, it's really hard to tell you how to do it. Mm -hmm. You just need to do like, I would say it comes down to three things. You need to get the vibe. If you don't think there's any interest, if there's literally no reason for you to think that this person would sleep with you, then they're not an option yeah. right now. And like broaching it will probably make you seem creepy. Yes. It, it, you know? it coming out of left field. It's, it's too much too fast. So cool. it. Um, so you definitely need to get the vibe. You need to be confident. You need to like be willing to shoot your shot when you have it, because yeah. it, it, it's weird. If you don't, if you yeah. wait, if like, if, if that door opens and then you, you don't do it because you're a little, yeah, you're kind of nervous. And then like, you know, two days later you walk through and be like, hello, People are like, oh, shit, I thought I locked that. Damn it. Where'd you come from? So you need to be ready to make your move when it's time to make a move. And if you don't, then like, yeah, learn your lesson and try again next time. Um, and three, I think it comes down to knowing when to back off. And that is, you know, if you're not getting reciprocation, if you're not getting responses, if you're if you are only getting LOLs or like people liking your comment or that kind of stuff, like where there's really no other interaction or another mm-hmm. like engagement, then you need to be like, OK, I've shot my shot. And if they're interested, they'll pursue. But like, I'm not going to keep running yeah. down this road if I don't think that one I'm I've been invited to or if they're cool with it. Yeah, you don't want to be asking someone bi-annually to fuck you. Exactly. You know? Uh, Yeah, and and honestly, with online dating, Dane mentioned, and we're about to get into Tinder profiles in a second, it's great. You can just be, like, looking for something casual. And that's, like, people who take you up on this offer, you'll know are at least tangentially interested in that, too, or didn't read your profile. So it's, you know, that's a pretty easy way to kind of, like, put the cart before the horse in a good way. Yep. All right. Tinder time. 
It is Tinder time. At the end of the episode, we like to jump onto online dating platforms such as Tinder and Bumble and Hinge and look through the profiles, comb them for red flags, uh, tell you what works, what doesn't work, in an effort to make your online dating experience a little more enjoyable. This is Mar. Fun fact. I'll invite you over and pour a cheap bottle of wine into an expensive bottle right before you show up and then say I opened it to let it breathe. That's how I roll. Even funnier fact. I just pinch myself and I'm quite real. Unless we're in the Matrix. In that case, none of us is. Mmm. It should be none of us are. I know. Thank you. I was going to get into it and I was like, it's so douchey if I, I don't know. Thank you. Um, it's that a great profile. Immediately one, one down. It's a great profile. I think it's very funny. I haven't heard that wine joke before mm-hmm. and I don't, I'm sure it's in a TV show. I'm sure it's like a curb your enthusiasm bit, mm-hmm. um, but I think it's, I think it's fun. It tells me a lot about you. It tells me about your sense of humor. Your, you know, I get your vibe. I like it. I'm going to give it a seven. I'm going to give it a, well, I was going to give it a nine, but then they fucked up the grammar. So I'm going to give it a four. No, I give it an eight. Give okay. It an eight. Um, this is Wan. I'm that woman who will not follow your demands until you deserve it. <laughs> Please tell me that's it. That's it. Oh man, that sucks. I don't want someone to follow my demands. You know what I mean? And I don't want to have to desert. Like, no, this seems shit. It seems like their idea of a relationship is like being told what to do, but like, being i don't know in other ways like well you did buy me that dress so i will obey it's like no it's not like this weird toxic give and take like that so it's one all it if it just had a a a disclaimer as to what you're looking for if it was like looking for dom sub i'd be like hey love it i think that's you know what i mean like what's the best that's not what they're talking about no absolutely not but what i'm saying is like this profile alone is bad but yes. if it had, if, if if you gave me a disclaimer as to like what you're looking for, what kind of relationship you're looking for, I would at least be able to know like where you stand. But this alone, not good. I'm giving it a one. Yeah. Uh, this is Allie. You're so hot. I whispered as I took my plate of food out of the microwave. Middle school teacher. Molding the minds of the future one sarcastic comment at a time. Dog mom too. And then her dog's Instagram. Talking person beats texting. Nice. I like that. That's funny. Mm-hmm. It's a good one again. Yeah, I'll give it like a seven. Yeah, it's a seven. This is Emma. So exciting to see who wants to waste my time and completely disappointed me again. Clown emoji. <laughs> the real clown is your bad grammar. Uh, yeah, super negative. Doesn't add anything. I don't like it. One. Yeah, I mean, the grammar is bad enough, but then to like come in with the vibes of just being like, this is bad. Everyone's bad. I hate everything. I'm not happy. Like, All right. Hey, let me tell you, you're out of here. Left swipe. That's going to be all one. Here's Amelia. Men are useless, but I'm willing to be proven otherwise. Mm. Hey, not my job. Uh, A1. Yeah, one. The same same issue. It's like you're miserable and you haven't given us anything. Like, no. This is Alice. Taurus, Korean. Don't use Tinder when we're in a relationship. I'll be really, really sad. (laughs) Well, yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's usually how it goes. That's that's the deal. <laughs> um, it's kind of adorable, but it also like gives me nothing and is kind of pointless. I give it a two. Yeah, I'm sorry, Alice. I'm sorry that happened to you. Yeah, <laughs> this is Desiree. I really love it when men take the lead in the convo. I'm happy to follow up, ask questions, and return. This means that men who expect me to ask them questions only gives me a super unattractive vibe. Hoping to connect to someone at the same level. I so like no, eh? I don't like it. 
And it's, it just sounds like, like, I don't know. I want to say that they're not putting in much effort, but it sounds like they like want to put in effort, but they don't want to like put in effort, you know? Yeah, hundred percent. It's like, I, uh, no one likes it if the other person isn't responding. So to point that out seems weird. So I guess it's just that you don't want to have to put in effort until you deem them worthy of it. Mm-hmm. Like, just no, like, stop. Uh, this is my last one. This is you, not you. You Me? deal with my fat fucking belly and depression. <laughs> is that it? Well, actually, it's deal with my fucking fat belly and depression. I preferred fat fucking belly. Honestly. Yeah, me too. That's I. I really wanted it, but no, I have to be true to the the source material. It is deal with my fucking fat belly and depression. Now I kind of like the energy. Like I like that they're. It's very like fight me, you cowards. Yeah, or date me, you cowards. Um, I don't really like the the self disparagement that feels a little bad, and then also like the depression. I don't know. It feels like the, like it's always kind of a, a red flag when people are like, "The only thing I'm going to tell you is like, I have a mental illness, and you have to deal with it." Mm-hmm. You know. So I I don't love kind of that self disparagement. It feels a little too genuine. Yeah, it's it's the right energy, the wrong message. I think for me. Yeah. And and I think you you explained why. I'm going to give it a four. Yeah, because I, I worry if it's maybe just like a mistranslate or like you're mistranslating like the the gist behind it, because it could just be super confident and like funny or it could be super not. Mm-hmm. So I'm give it a three because I am unsure, but I shouldn't be unsure. Uh, this is, I guess, our last one. This is Brittany. I'm 4'11 and good things come in small packages cat emoji if you can't handle me at my worst you don't deserve me at my best shrug emoji just an immediate zero the second anyone quotes a fucking marilyn monroe quote zero it is a garbage it is a garbage quote and i think it takes like a four off it the high thing seems unnecessary and good things come in small packages is that a cream pie joke like i assume i assume so because of the cat emoji emoji. the pussy yeah I don't know. It just, it doesn't matter. The second anyone thinks that that Marilyn Monroe quote is worth repeating in a, any sense of, of like validity or like, I believe this. It's like, no, I shouldn't have to deal with you being absolutely terrible to be rewarded with. (laughs) Yeah. Like, no, sorry. That's not how that works. That is, that is abuse. What you're describing is abuse and gaslighting. Anyone should ever have to deal with you at your worst. Yeah. Ever. At, at least. Situation. Look, I get it. We all have bad days. So like, you know, if you're with someone long enough, you might deal with them with the worst, but mm-hmm. not in exchange for, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, not like, exactly. oh, you have to deal with this so that you get the good parts of me. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, 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 no. I should get the best parts of you that you're able to give. And if it gets bad, then we'll, we'll weather it. But it's not yeah. a trade-off. It's not a, well, I gave you two good days, so here's me being an absolute fucking monster. Yeah, and like t- on either side of the equation, you know what I mean? It should never be that way, so. No, so it's a zero for me. The second I hear that quote, it's a zero. <laughs> I'll give it a two. I would say it's probably one of my biggest universal red flags. It is garbage. And the thing is, it's like, it's not even fucking original. It hasn't been for a long time. No, no. This, so, like people used to write that on their fucking like social media, like, like MySpace. MySpace. <laughs> like, I'm sorry if someone was quoting this on my, well, I guess 
I can't. That's the whole point of quotes. But still, it's bad. <laughs> if someone quote this in fucking stone back in BC, bro. It's old. Yeah. Oh, you're quoting Shakespeare? People used to do that hundreds of years ago. It's been done, bro. I went to school. Um, thank you very much for listening. That's going to do us for this week. It's been a pleasure. Uh, it's very hot again in Toronto, and I'm in a very hot closet, so I can't wait to get some of that cool, cool, fresh air. Um, but we get in here and we sweat for you because we love you and we appreciate you, and we couldn't be happier that you've joined us today. I do love that in the middle of the recording, a little notification flashed up my laptop to tell me it is, in fact, humid. Thanks, laptop. Thank you, laptop. What would we no, do without you? My my wet wet skin didn't didn't give that one away. Uh, thank you, Josh Eagle and the Harvest Cities for song Paper Stars. Uh, if you're not part of our Patreon yet, why? Why? No. Uh, but for real, we did just release a new Pillow Talk, which is our Patreon exclusive episode the other day, which was dealing with uh, like years. We were basically doing like a deep dive into like porn stats for the last few years which was very interesting. And there were definitely times we weren't doing so well. Um, so if you're interested as to what that kind of unveiled, uh, we also do some questions, some games, the usual. Cut, feel free to come support us. Patreon.com forward slash F buddies, I believe. Um, and we just love absolutely every single one of you guys who does support us. And not always monetarily. If you want to share us, send us to friends. You know, that all helps. Everyone who comes by, we love you guys. So thank you. You got some uh, bad sex writing for us? I got a nice poem for you, Dan. Cool. This is a poem by Clément Marot. It's an excerpt of it, called, and it is called The Beautiful Breast. A little Singular. Ball of, yep. A little ball of ivory, in the middle of which sits a strawberry or a cherry. When one sees you, many men feel the desire within their hands to touch you and to hold you. But one must satisfy oneself with being near you for my life, or another desire will come. For every reason, happy is he who will fill you with milk, turning the virgin's breast into the breast of a beautiful, complete woman. Right. Because the only way a woman can be complete is after childbirth. Thank you. And as a result of a man filling him with milk, you're welcome. Which isn't how it works. (laughs) Wait, what? I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Hey, you don't know. Hey, is that what the milkman does? Niall? Hey, Niall? Is that what the milkman does? Is that where everyone's like, oh... He what? just comes with like a, a like a jerry can of milk. If you're not paying attention, you go, 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 fuck. Yeah. Now I'm a beautiful, Damn complete it. woman. Damn it. Fuck. Did you just fill my tits, dude? Did you do that? <laughs> fuck. Uh, my name is Dave Miller. And I'm, as always, Nospe. We've been your fuck buddies. <laughs>